Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Easy Does It, a podcast created specifically for the amazing members of the MJ team. Rob and I are excited to be back with you for episode number three. Happy New Year. We are excited to see what 2024 brings for you, for Morris Jenkins, for the podcast. Uh, We're ready to go. How were the holidays for you, Rob? They were great. We had a good time. We were local, which was really, really nice. All of our families right in the Charlotte area, so we were straight chilling, homie. What about you? Yep, same thing. My parents don't live too far away, so we stayed close, spent time with family, relaxed. Uh, it was really nice. It was it was good to spend some time at home, my childhood home. Don't mm-hmm. get to go there that often. So, uh, but it's it's also nice to be back into the routine. I am happy. I'm happy to not be eating and sleeping maybe not so much sleeping in you might be the only person ever that would say that (laughs) (laughs) i do appreciate a good sleeping in but i am happy that we are back on uh back on a schedule at the cabana house now it's eden right yep i swear to you i was walking past somebody at the grocery store and they were having the same conversation you know everybody has the Mm -hmm. post christmas hey how's the holidays Mm -hmm. it was fine went back to eden and i said no way i know someone oh, from there gosh. i know it's probably your cousin or something <laughs> it's probably true. it's probably mecca yeah yeah <laughs> so welcome back to the podcast we're happy to have you here um we are going to kick this bad boy off and we've got some good stuff for you today we're going to talk about self-reflection but before we do just like every podcast we like to dive in go back in the past flashback and look at the Dews News. Now this one in particular is from November of 2014. I don't know why we keep grabbing Novembers, but we've got another November, but this one's a year later and it is action packed. It's a lot of, got a lot of good stuff. But one thing I wanted to point out from this particular Dews News is the seeds of encouragement. What the letter says is, if I'm going to bring out the best in people, I need to sow seeds of encouragement. Most people won't reach their full potential without someone else believing in them. I don't know about you. Absolutely love that. And when we think about the seeds of encouragement, they may look different for everybody. I think everybody has uh, their own form of encouragement that they offer people. I know people like to show their appreciation and and that encouragement in different ways, but sowing the seeds often enough and watering those seeds over and over again will in turn bear fruit later on. Now, I know encouragement can be tough for everybody, but encouragement's one of those things that it doesn't take a lot of effort. And sometimes it might be awkward here and there, but for the most part, when you're doing it, it's making a, an impact in other people's lives. So um, Dewey just talking about sowing the seeds of encouragement. I love that uh, particular piece from this uh, Dews News. And I uh, wanted to share that with you guys. It's a really good one to keep in mind when you're going about your day, whether it be with a customer or contact center somewhere in the building, anywhere. It's a good one. Yeah, I loved how he talked about being a good finder. And that makes me think about sowing those seeds of encouragement, looking for the good that we see in other people, the good that they are doing for themselves or for others. The parts that I picked out of the Do's News uh, were these few things. We live in a negative world full of critics and fault finders. Many point out what we're doing wrong, but few take the time to point out what we're doing right. Let's be that person. Let's be the exception. And it makes me think of this thing called negativity bias. And we all have it. 
it's uh, one way that our brain tries to keep us safe is by looking for things that are uh, negative or um, scary. Right. We look for those things in ourselves and in other people. It's much easier for us to see those than it is for us to see the good. And so it really does take effort for us to look for the good uh, in ourselves and in other people. And I think sometimes we do it. I think we see the good. We say, wow, that was really awesome that Rob did this for me or uh, whatever it might be, but we just don't take the time to say it or do anything with that information. So I think it would be uh, really awesome if all of us would be those good finders. If you see the things that people are doing that are good uh, to point those things out Um, Another thing that he talks about in the Dues News is making deposits instead of withdrawals in the emotional bank account. And so the emotional bank account is something that I don't know that we've talked about it on the podcast before, but I feel like I've spoken about it either in Tech Talks or Lunch and Learns. Uh, But we all have an emotional bank account. No matter if you think you're an emotional person or not, uh, we all have this bank account that either we are making deposits or withdrawals from all the time. So uh, I think it's really important that we are making those deposits, particularly with those relationships that are the most important to us. I read, I'm not sure where, but our most constant relationships like our marriages uh, or our families, they require our most constant deposits. Yeah. So if you are recognizing that somebody at home is doing something good, then make sure you say that to them because we need to build up those, those, de- those bank accounts for each other. Yeah. I, th- I think it was Mark. I was <laughs> I was talking to Mark the other day and he says, boy, you better build up that diaper account. One of the one of the technicians is having a baby and uh, I'm pretty sure whoever it was said, yeah, you know, we're going to have to maybe split it up or maybe she's going to get up a little bit more. I got to go to work. And he goes, no, you're going to get up every time you got to build that diaper bank account just in case. Even if you don't change that diaper, you better get up you're anyway. Gonna, <laughs> you're, going, you're going to be up. You're going to be up with that baby, right? Yeah. And, you know, as you, as those relationships, marriages or significant other, those relationships go on, it's easier to not put into that that bank account, right? So be mindful of that, you know, splurge, go out with each other, spend some time with each other. Or it can, you don't even have to do all that. You can just, hey, appreciate what you're doing. You do a great job. Um, you notice little things around the house that they're doing, even if it's the common things that they do every day or on the weekends. Hey, you did a really good job or I really appreciate you doing that. It makes a, it, it goes a long way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you goes a lot further than one might think it would. Oh yeah. Uh, particularly when it's things that we don't necessarily get thanked for. Mm-hmm. So we definitely would encourage all of you to sow those seeds of encouragement, be those good finders, find that stuff, build up those emotional bank accounts for each other. Let's, let's try and do a little bit more of that in 2024 maybe. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Rob already told you, but we're getting ready to jump into today's topic. It's going to be self-reflection, and we chose this topic for our very first episode of 2024 because we feel like we're going to be talking about self-reflection a lot within the podcast because everything 
any kind of personal growth that we're trying to make is going to come back to this idea of self-reflection. So we wanted to start here and put a little bit more around this idea so that you have something to kind of tie it to when you listen to later episodes. So what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about what is self-reflection. Sometimes people don't self-reflect because they don't know what it is or how to do it. So we're going to talk about what it is. We're going to talk about why we should do it. And then we're going to talk about how should we do it. We always want to try and leave you with some real things that you can take away from the podcast and then use uh, after we're after we're done having our, our time here together. So We'll start off this way. Rob, what is your definition of self-reflection? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) So self-reflection, you know, I'm kind of visual. I always see little pictures in my head when I think about these things. And I mean, this one's pretty straightforward for me. I always think about looking in a mirror. And so um, self-reflection, when you look at yourself in the mirror, here's a sidebar thought, just a quick one. Did you know when you think about it? you have never actually seen your own face. Mm. Like you've seen it in a reflection, Mm -hmm. but you've never actually seen what other people see. It's just like a freaky, weird thought, right? That's crazy. It's real crazy. But reflection is like that too. When you look at yourself in the mirror, you see your face, you can observe yourself, you can see what you need to fix, right? You can, I need to fix my hair. I don't need to fix my hair, but if you had to fix your hair, um, you could see it and you can make those adjustments that you need to, to be presentable or, In this case, if we're talking about self-reflection with our life, it's I can see the things that I need to improve on, the things that I need to fix, the things that are going well for me. So self-reflection in my eyes is looking at yourself and seeing where am I at, where do I want to go, what's that that final outcome that I want to see, and what adjustments do I need to make, or do I need to stay on track? What about you? Yeah, I I absolutely 100% agree. It makes me think of... Michael Jackson, the man in the mirror, the man in the mirror, right? I'm starting with the man in the mirror. That is 100% to me. Uh, what I think self-reflection kind of means is it really is about taking the time to think about and evaluate your own behaviors, your thoughts, your attitudes, your motivations, your desires. It's, it's really looking at all of those things for yourself. And I think one of the biggest things about that is, which I wrote in all capital letters on my notes here, was to do that without bias, regret, or excuses. Um, sometimes when we do self-reflection, which I think might be another reason why people don't do it, is because we might not like the things that we find out about ourselves when we really start to think about our thoughts, our behaviors, and our attitudes. But self-reflection is not about that. It's not about making excuses for our behavior. It's not about feeling regretful for our behavior. Um, it's really about looking at it and deciding how, how do I move forward? How do I change something? How do I do something differently? Or if I'm, I'm feeling really good about how things are going, how do I keep doing those things? So I think one of the other pieces of self-reflection outside of taking the time to think about and evaluate all of those thoughts, feelings, and behaviors is to do so without trying to make excuses or without having regrets because we can't go back and change it. So it's really about how, how do I make a a change moving forward. Yeah. And that makes me think when we look at Instagram or you look at society as a whole, we like to compare ourselves to other people. And sometimes even thinking who's the person that I want to become in the future, 
you look at yourself now and you recognize I'm not there. It's easy for us to find ourselves to feeling like we're inadequate or we have, we have a long way to go. Right. Mm -hmm. And so just like what Meredith's saying, when you're thinking about where am I currently at and I, I don't even want to look at where I'm at because I'm so far away from my end game goal, be mindful of that. Sometimes we veer away from the things that are uncomfortable because they are uncomfortable knowing that I either have a lot of work to do or I don't like the person that I am currently, we are where we are, right? It's I'm right here and that's okay. And where do I need to go? Something else to be mindful of that I came across when I was doing this research was the idea of self-concept. And so when we look at self-reflection, self-reflection is looking back at ourselves. Self-concept is the image that we have of ourselves, not necessarily visually, but intellectually in our mind. So it's how we perceive our behaviors, our abilities, the unique characteristics that we have. Really, it's who am I? And sometimes that's built partially, or not sometimes, but it is built partially from other people's feedback, their thoughts of you, the things they've said, but also your own idea of who you are. And so self-concept is pretty interesting. It could sound like I'm a good person or I'm an introvert right? It's this image that we have. So when you're doing that self-reflection moment, seeing the type of person that you are of what you've accepted yourself to be is okay. But when we think about the person that we're trying to become in the long run, it's going to require work, but I'm trying to become someone, right? And so it's going to be a little bit different from who I am today, or it could be vastly different. That's okay, too. You just take it step by step. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the idea of future me. Uh, I feel like I've tried to start making more decisions now based on future me. And what is future me? What does she look like? What does she feel like? What is she doing? What does she value? Those types of things. I think I've tried to start thinking about that. And that's that's one thing you can do in self-reflection is there this person, this future me or this self-concept I have of myself, how close am I to that or how far away am I? Um, Jim Rohn, of course, we speak of him often on the podcast. Um, if you want something different, you got to do something different. Right. And the only way to figure out what to do is to start looking really at yourself. Another thing with self-reflection that I think is important is to think about the why behind your thoughts, emotions and behaviors. Uh, if we don't get down to the nitty gritty of why we're doing it, then I think we don't have a very great chance at making a change in whatever that behavior is. So, uh, for example, um, I love crumble cookies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and so for a while there, I was going the way that I go home takes me past a crumble. That's bad news y'all. And I was stopping and getting crumble cookies for my family, not just for myself. I wasn't eating them in the car before I got home, but uh, I was stopping and getting them and taking them home for my family more often than I should. And so I know that that behavior is um, not productive financially um, for our health, <laughs> because I can't even imagine how many sticks of butter are in those cookies. But really thinking about why was I doing that? Why, why was I stopping every week to get those cookies and take them home for part of our pizza Friday night? We have pizza every Friday night. Oh, that's night. a 
good Friday night. Pizza and I cookies? Know, Heck I yeah. know. Uh, so I had to really start thinking about the why behind that. And you, you might have to get down deep to get down to that why. Um, I feel like some of that is that I find food comforting. Uh, and after a long week at work and a long week at school for my kids, I feel like that was one of the reasons why I was stopping is because food has always been a comfort for me. Mm. And so until you get, and maybe that's not something I wanted to admit to myself, but until you get down to that place where you can look at that why behind those behaviors, then you don't really have as good of a chance to make a change for the better in those behaviors. So I think it is not only about thinking about those behaviors, but then really getting down to why you're doing the things you're doing and trying to make some changes that way. How did you figure that out? Like, how did you catch yourself or at least uh, drive the awareness to be like, the heck am I doing? Well, so my husband, Michael, um, likes to keep us AKA me on track with our spending each month. He does our budget, he helps, um, and, and I'm super thankful for that. I like a good spreadsheet, but I do have a hard time sometimes passing up on great sales and good deals. <laughs> um, I wouldn't call myself a shopaholic, but um, so he started asking about the crumble purchases. Help, help me understand line item. <laughs> <laughs> R7 here. Right, where you're stopping at Crumble Cookies. Um, and so that's really what prompted me to start thinking about, okay, do we really need cookies every week? And if we do, then do they have to be from Crumble? And then why am I feeling this need to stop and do that? And I think... I think I was working on myself in other ways that probably allowed me to have a deeper thought about why I turn to food uh, for comfort at the end of a long week or when I'm stressed or whatever it is. Um, but I think you, you kind of have to stop you'll find yourself in a place like, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. We've all been in the place where I'm like, why do, why do I keep doing this? And I think when you say, why do I keep doing this? Then you found yourself in a place where you need to start really thinking about why that behavior happens. Mm -hmm. And it could be a habit that you develop. It could be something that has to do with your upbringing or your childhood or all of these things. Absolutely. Uh, so I think you have to, you have to start being ready to hear what those those whys are and addressing those. Mm, that makes me think, going back to even self-concept, you know, you, you have to do that self-reflection and look back of, is this the person that I am? Because even at the end of the day, if we say that um, this is just who I am, like if that's your self-image, then we can lean into acceptance, even though we're not truly happy with the person that we are. Mm -hmm. The other side of that is maybe it's who, this is who I am right now, mm -hmm. instead of it being like a, a stamp of approval, this is who I am. And it sounds like Mr. Miguel, mm -hmm. shout out Michael, <laughs> he, uh, the accountability side is really nice. Yeah. It helps out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's, you know, and even ha coming to those realizations that I, turn to food for comfort. I mean, that also too helps me in other areas of my life. Yeah. You know, not, it's not just the crumble cookies. It's not just the financial pieces. It's then also too having the self-reflection to say, 
Um, if that's what I'm doing, then where else am I doing that besides just crumble cookies? And I think that's kind of how self-reflection helps you to make changes in not only just that behavior in and of itself, but then kind of our thoughts and attitudes towards other places in our lives too. Yeah. So, I mean, even if we start thinking about the next part and, and thinking, why should we do it? It helps keep us on track in mm-hmm. the direction that we're going. So the future me, the man in the mirror with Mr. Michael Jackson, we're talking about all kinds of Michaels today. <laughs> so if we think about the image of the person that we want to become, how do we get there? And if we're in a spot right now that doesn't, um, it doesn't lend itself towards being that person that you want to become, we need to catch ourselves in some form or fashion, whether it be accountability or um, that self-reflection, that tool, that skill that you learn. Um, somewhere along those lines, we have to catch ourselves first and then say, okay, why am I doing this? So asking yourself some questions is important. So when we think of self-reflection and we think about what's in our control, what can we do? We need to think about how do we move ourselves in the direction of the person that I want to be? So why should we do it? I want to offer you guys this quote. I told Meredith this the other day and it's um, really, really good. But it also is kind of hard, too. So the quote is this. The magic we're looking for is in the work we're avoiding. I'll say it again. The magic we are looking for is in the work we're avoiding. So you cannot self-reflect and just be like, oh, it's going to be fine. This is going to be great. I'm so excited about changing everything about myself, right? <laughs> if you if you have ever been a part of any of the meetings that myself or Meredith or anybody on the training team um, are in or leading, it's really funny because if you hang out afterwards, if Meredith's in the back and I'm teaching or vice versa, everybody leaves and then it's like, all right, how did it go? What are your thoughts? And if Shallon's sitting in the back back there, number one, You'll hear her pen furiously writing. Number two, you'll feel the wind from her eyelashes. You'll know what I'm, she knows what I'm talking about. And then number three, she's going to come up to you afterwards and say, well, how do you think it went? And so the first couple of times that she asked me that, it didn't bother me. And the longer that she continued to ask me that, I'm like, I know what she's going to say. But she's not telling me why she's asking me that. She's asking me that because she wants me to think for myself. And in essence, what she did was gave me a great gift. And that is my own introspection because I would walk up to her and say, I already know what you're going to say to me. How do I think it went? Here's how I think it went. And I'll tell her all the things. And she goes, Hmm. Yeah, I'm right on, right on the same page with you there. Might I add something else? Of course you can. Right. And so that tool of introspection and thinking for yourself of how do I need to fix this? Or how could I have done this better? What do I think went well? Um, those questions for yourself can help guide you in the direction that you want to go. Yeah, I I have down here to talk about the hamster wheel again, which I know that we have talked about before, but I think it's those questions. uh, Sometimes those questions are what help us slow down the hamster wheel or stop it for a second and step off. Uh, Without reflection, I think we just keep going through life. We move from one thing to the next without thinking about what's going well, what isn't working. Sometimes it can lead us to feeling stuck if we're not getting any feedback or if if we're feeling unsure about how things are going. We just keep doing the same thing day in, day out, get up, go to work, 
go home, go to bed, get up, go to work. It's the same thing day after day after day. And I think if we could use some of those questions or use an accountability partner or use some sort of tool, which hopefully some of the things that we'll give you today will will help you step off the hamster wheel for a minute. But I think that's one of the biggest reasons for me of why we should self-reflect is because before you know it, it life goes by so fast. Mm -hmm. I feel like as I get older, it gets faster and faster. And um, if you're not taking the time to stop and think about how do I change things or if things don't need to be changed, then how, why are they going well? If they're going great, keep doing what you're doing. But I think if we don't stop to do that self-reflection, we find ourselves in this rut of just doing the same thing day after day after day. And then before you know it, it's, I don't think it's ever too late to change something, sure. but you you might feel like you've missed a lot of opportunities that could have benefited you or the people that you care about. When do you feel like you recognize that time was going by really quick? Um, I think probably for me, it was when I decided to leave education and come to more Shinkins, uh, I was feeling very stuck. So maybe I could, maybe I, maybe I reference the hamster wheel so often or talk about it because I feel like now in retrospect, I was on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I felt like it was what I was supposed to do was work with kids and be in the school system. And every single day I was doing the same thing. Uh, and my own children, were growing up quickly and I was not being a good enough mother for them because I was so focused on doing the things that I needed to do at school. And so I think that that is a time where I started really feeling like I wasn't motivated. I was feeling like I was letting down my family. I was letting down uh, folks at school. It just didn't feel like I could do any one job really well. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was when I really started to decide, is this what's going to keep me going or do I need to look at another avenue? Yeah. And here I am. Here you are. <laughs> this place is awesome. It is. I, I'm not just saying that because we're on a podcast right now. <laughs> I tell people that all the time. We just had our, um, our new tech builders started today. Here we are in January. It's pretty wild. Hopefully some of them hear this soon, but just standing in there, I'm like, this is the best job I've ever had. And even, even in good jobs. And I wanted to ask you this too, because I think even in jobs that you enjoy, you can put a little toe back on the hamster wheel because mm -hmm. I'm, in my mind, I interpret the hamster wheel as the, the maybe it's the repeat over and over mm -hmm. of the same things. How do you avoid the hamster wheel, even in jobs that you enjoy? I, I think it goes back a little bit to what you were saying earlier uh, about f feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, we, we say all the time that the magic happens outside your comfort zone. So I think if you're on that hamster wheel and the hamster wheel is feeling really comfortable and you're getting, you know, doing the same thing day after day after day, then at some point you probably need to think, Am I always staying in my comfort zone? Am I even dipping a toe outside of the comfort zone at any point in time? Because I feel like at some point 
you need that uncomfortableness to to keep pushing you forward or to keep helping you grow. I think most of us, if we're on that hamster wheel, even in a job that we that we like, that we love, we can still find ourselves at some points feeling a little bit unmotivated. And I think that's because we haven't jumped outside the comfort zone to push ourselves to a different place. That's yeah. that growth we talk about. Humans require growth. We all want to grow. And so I think even if we love our jobs, we still might find ourselves in a place where we're seeking out that growth. And that means we need to we need to jump outside the comfort zone for a little bit. So it sounds like we need to make ourselves uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know uh, last uh, last season, last year, um, Shallon led the entire training team through uh, our little exercise for the you know the beginning of the year, just trying to set the stage, and um, she gave us the analogy stepping into a sandstorm. And I don't know about y'all, I've never done that. I've seen some crazy, crazy, uh, crazy trash out in Iraq, but sandstorms are no joke. But leading, leaning into a sandstorm, there's really not any avoiding it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just coming. You got to batten down the hatches, right? And so thinking about chaotic times coming, those can make it to where the hamster wheel can go faster and make you feel even more miserable. Um, But if you were to take a big step back and you look at the challenges that are in your life, being uncomfortable can definitely push you towards growth. And when you think about working out at the gym in your job, you're going anywhere, being uncomfortable allows you to grow. It's the very things, the catalyst that makes you grow. I know here at Morris Shingens we have so many good classes and you can you can take any of the MJU classes. There's so much good stuff out there. So if you maybe find yourself in that that hamster wheel moment, mm-hmm. then educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Make yourself better. Make yourself more valuable. Push yourself outside your comfort zone and you'll find there's plenty of other things to learn from, right? Yeah. So why should we do it? It's going to make you better. The better question is how do we do that crap? How, how, how do we become more self-reflective? Meredith, tell us, how do we do this? How do we do this thing? I feel like Yoda. <laughs> She's hovering yeah. above her chair right now. Uh, so there's a, lots of different ways. And I think sometimes when people think of self-reflection, maybe they, they think, oh, you have to sit down and write, or it's like meditation or whatever it is that you might have in your mind, but self-reflection can take on lots of different forms and you can certainly tap into the form that feels the best for you and for what you like. So I think first and foremost, you, you just got to start. You've got to start doing it more often. We would call that frequency, increasing your frequency. A few minutes, a few minutes each week is a good place to start. Uh, a few minutes each day would be even better. I know Rob talks to um, all of our folks out in the field about reflecting after each call that you run. Uh, that'd be a great place to start. You're already doing some reflection there. You could just even use what you're already doing there to kind of spread that out into other parts of your life. So I think the first thing is to do it more frequently. Eventually, you'll start internalizing that type of thinking and you won't have to necessarily set a, set aside a time to reflect you'll just start doing it all the time. You'll have a conversation with someone. uh, I do this all the time after I talk with my children in particular, especially if it doesn't go the way that I hope that it would when I'm speaking with them. 
immediately, as soon as the conversation is over, I start to think, hmm, that didn't go the way that I wanted it to. What could I have done better? How did I contribute to the problem? I think that's also one of the things about self-reflection that I guess I didn't say before is it does help us recognize where we contribute to the problem. Because while it is really nice for me able to think that I could blame everything on Michael at home, that is not the truth because I also live in that home with that family and I contribute to the things that happen at our at our house as well. So self-reflection helps us to find where we might be contributing to those problems too. So, sorry, that was a side note. It's okay, Michael. <laughs> sorry, Michael. Uh, so frequency is the first thing. Just start doing it, even if it's for a few minutes each day or each week. If you are a person who lives and dies by their calendar, like me, then schedule it into your day or your week. And um, maybe there's something else you do that you can attach it to. Rob has talked about James Clear, Atomic Habits. One way that we can build a new habit is to attach it to something we already do every day. So let's say that you sip your coffee in the morning. Um, I don't know, maybe you scroll Facebook or something, scroll social media. Maybe instead of doing the social media, you take those few minutes while you're drinking your coffee to do your self-reflection. So that way those habits, they get tied together. So those are just some easy ways to get started is to just do it more frequently and to either schedule it into your calendar or attach it to something that you already do. Yeah. And I do want to point one thing out when we look at self-reflection, self-reflection can be at any moment of the day at any, at anything that happens to you, it can happen at any time. So it can become a little bit overwhelming if you really think about it. So this podcast, once we're done, you can self-reflect. Um, eating lunch for the day. What did I eat for lunch today? Was I happy with my choices? If I want to continue down that path, it was a good choice. How do I do that? How do I good, create good habits for myself? If I'm not happy with it, does it help me achieve that in-game goal? Conversations that you have with people. You can think about your drive home. Like right, There's so many things about your day that you can spend a little bit of time self-reflecting. So with that in mind, it can be overwhelming to think, what do, what do I need to start on? Where, where do I need to really start with this? And so thinking about maybe just setting yourself reminders, like Meredith said, using technology, you can just set an Outlook calendar notification for yourself a couple of times a day just to reflect on the past few hours. Um, you can journal, you can write things down and actually reflect on what's going on. So thinking about journaling, journaling was actually, I've, I've heard it a couple of times, but my friend Janie in Cal, uh, about said California, Canada, another C, um, she offered to me one time years ago to journal. And I'm glad that she actually gave this bit of feedback because I caught myself in that moment was actually just starting by writing something. Because a lot of times, if you think about journaling, it could be one of those things where people are like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that or how do I do it? She was like, just start writing. Even if you don't know what to say, just be like, I don't know what to say right now. I don't know where my mind is going. And then you'll find the more you keep that pen moving, you can actually, you'll start to write some things down. You can even just start with, how do you feel that day? What's on my mind today? Why is that on my mind? Thinking about your own thoughts, which we call metacognition, is is an important practice that you can really take a step back and go back to that idea of self-concept of 
who am I at this moment and who am I trying to become? Where does this emotion come from? And just stepping in that mirror and reflecting back at yourself. So use technology. Another really good strategy is journaling, which can really help. Mm -hmm. That's how I started with the self-reflection piece. Uh, I do feel like I am the type of person who just self-reflects. I think you become that type of person when you're teaching and training in front of people perhaps, maybe. So I feel like those kind of thoughts lived in my head all the time. Like, how did that go? How could I have made that better? Uh, But when I really started journaling about just life in general, not specifically classes and lessons, I used question prompts to help me. So I would open up my journal and I would write a few questions down. When I started, it it was these questions. What went well today? or this week, if you're doing it weekly. This kind of goes back to what Dewey said about being a good finder. It's so easy for us to not think of or dwell on the things that we did well. And we should, we should take time to appreciate the things we did well so that we can keep doing them. So the first thing was what went well today or this week? What didn't go well? How could I change that? Uh, And what are my next action steps to change that particular thing? So I, Two, did not know what to write in the journal when I opened it up. So I started using question prompts, starting with what went well, what didn't go well, and then how could I change that? There's also two, for all you you iPhone users out there, which I think will be everyone Mm -hmm. shortly, uh, there's a new app on the iPhone, which I will link in the show notes so you know what it looks like, but it's really cool. It will give you prompts. It will give you prompts you can write about. It will also take pictures from your picture library on your phone and it'll flash a picture up there and then it will prompt you to write about that picture, which I think is really cool because sometimes the journaling piece, it might feel like it gets uh, monotonous every day writing about the same types of things. So I think it's good to kind of, you know, spice it up every now and again, throw a picture in there or a different question prompt and, um, and just keep yourself thinking about the things that are going on in your life. Yeah. Trailing off of the question idea, that thought or that strategy, there's something called triple loop learning. I came across the other day. Um, this gentleman, he was on this video, you know, how YouTube, they just slide you stuff. I was researching for self-reflection and this fellow popped up and there's a Harvard professor named Chris Aguirre's and he wrote this idea of triple loop learning. And it's really just a series of three questions. Um, so you have the inner circle, you have the middle circle, and then you have the outer circle. And as you go through these questions, they get wider and broader as you go. So the very first question, if you're taking notes, is, is there a problem that needs to be fixed? So let's say you have a hard conversation with one of your kiddos, which of course that never happens. Parenting is absolutely easy. People complain about that all the time. It's ridiculous. So is there a problem that needs to be fixed? So if you're arguing back and forth with your kids about small things or big things, clearly there's something needs to be fixed here. Maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's their attitude or maybe it's yours, right? It's how you're approaching the situation. Maybe it's a small thing. Is this one of those things that I just need to let go or is it something that I need to take a hard stand on, right? So is there something that needs to be fixed here? The second question, that second loop is this. Why does this problem exist? Why is it there in the first place? Why did this pop up? Is it the behaviors that I've had up to this point that's led me here? Is it something external? Is it something internal? 
So why does this even exist? And another thought to think about without one is what are the factors that contributed to it in the first place? I know in our last podcast, maybe two podcasts ago, we talked about locus of control. So locus of control, just recapping that, if you have an internal locus of control, it means I determine my own destiny. The external locus of control is external factors determine my destiny. So everybody has one of these two factors of thought. So if I'm having an argument with my kid or I'm going to a customer's house and they're upset, can I control the fact that they were upset when I got there? Absolutely not. I can't, right? Can you control the weather outside? Absolutely not. But what can I control in these situations? I can wear a raincoat. I can plan for it. If I'm there with an angry customer and they're furious at maybe the company or maybe it's another tech, all I can do is I can control my body language, I can control how I talk to that customer, the questions that I ask, right? The presence that I have with them and I can change those things. We spend a lot of time, and I know I do this too, I spend a lot of time thinking about the things that I can't control. And it's easy to just blame our lack of success or lack of progress towards the per- person that we're trying to become on external factors. We all do it. But if I can self-reflect and say, what am I actually focusing on right now? You can see where your locus of control is. So we've covered two questions. Is there a problem needs to be fixed? Why does this problem exist? The third and final question is, why do I want to fix this problem? This final question is pretty broad, but it'll guide you towards repairing or fixing or moving you in the direction that you're trying to go. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, you'll ask yourself, why do I want to fix it? Is it important to me? You may find that it's not. Or maybe it actually is. If you're being faced with a problem, our goal with that is to try to overcome it and make it to be where it's not a problem anymore. Dewey talks about that all the time. But the gift, the benefit, is you get a new problem is a lot harder, right? So we need to learn how to fix these problems. So triple loop learning is a pretty good strategy to self-reflect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes me think of uh, in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he talks about uh, this idea of choice. Uh, how we react is our choice. Therefore, we can change it. So if you're reflecting back on these questions that Rob just gave you and um, you can make a different choice, that means you can change how that situation is unfolding or how it might unfold in the future. Um, All right, my last thing to offer you for suggestions on how do we self-reflect is to do like a self-assessment, a life check, if you will. I'll attach one in the show notes. I've done this in Lunch and Learn before where we pick out those kind of big things in your life, your relationships, your career, your finances, your well-being, uh, mind, body, soul, and we, we just rate ourselves just like you would rate Uh, Just like somebody could give you a five-star review, you think about how you would rate yourself in those areas of your life. So let's say, for example, your finances. If you're looking at this self-assessment or this life check and we have a one through five rating scale, five being it's the most fulfilled and satisfied I've ever been, and one being this ain't it, man. Um, Where would you rate your finances? If it's a three, then what that says is 
you feel like there's some changes that could be made there. If you can't, if you can't put things at a four or a five that they're feeling really fulfilling to you right now, then something inside of you is telling you that that's a place in your life where you could make some changes. So sometimes it's just as simple as that. It's putting those things on a piece of paper rating them one through five and then saying, why did I give it this rating and what can I do to change it? And that right there could really spur some self-reflection about about yourself and about where you're trying to go. So um, hopefully some of those things that we just offered to you will give you a place to start. If none of that works, just ask somebody for help. Uh, obviously, you can always ask us. Yeah, come ask us. <laughs> we got you. Listen, we're going we're to tell you what you're doing wrong. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, so we ask us. Um, but if you find someone that you can trust and you're like, listen, I want to make some changes. I want to do something different. I want to do work on this, reflecting on my own behaviors. Um, people will help you. Uh, even if they don't know what to do together, you can probably figure it out. Yeah. So. Absolutely. If you if you can't find a way to get started with this, then ask somebody to help you. Uh, and, and most people here at Morris Jenkins are one thousand percent ready to jump on board and help. Um, okay, are we ready? We're rapid ready. rapid fire recap. Here we go for episode three. We started off with the do's news, uh, and we talked about being a good finder, sowing those seeds of encouragement, filling up those emotional bank accounts. That's a challenge for all of us in 2024 is to be be that person who points out the good things for ourselves and for those people around us. Then we jumped into self-reflection. Self-reflection is taking the time to think about and evaluate your behaviors, thoughts, and attitudes, figuring out where those things come from. And then it's, it helps us make a change for the better or to keep doing the good stuff. If things are going well, then why is that? Keep doing those things that are working for you. It is, and I will say this, I'll slow down and say this, it is the catalyst for all other personal growth. If you are trying to work on your finances or your relationships or your career or your health, it doesn't matter what it is. All of that personal growth ties back to personal or self-reflection. You can't make changes in those areas until you know where you have gone off track. So it's important that we get this self-reflection piece right. Start with just a few minutes each day or each week. Put it in your calendar. Use a journal. You can talk into your phone. You can talk to someone else. You can use the questions that Rob gave you. Uh, There's lots of different things that you can use. Just get started. You can talk to yourself in the car like I do. (laughs) Yes. The the beautiful part about having hands-free talking is no one knows if you're actually on the phone call. So just talk to yourself in the car. It'll be perfectly fine. Yes. You guys, a lot of you spend so much time in the car, right? Open up that notes section on your phone. Press that little speaker thing. Do that that at the stoplight. Yeah. Oh, yes. That part at the stoplight. Uh, And just start talking right into your phone. It's the same thing as journaling. You're just saying it instead of writing it. It's completely fine to do those things. And I promise you, if you reflect long enough, you will find an answer. Jordan Peterson, one of my favorite guys to listen to. I sometimes have to break out a dictionary. In fact, I always have to break out a dictionary. It's crazy. Some of the words he chooses to use. But he had this really good quote, and maybe this will be, I mean, the unofficial quote of the day, right? Maybe we'll start that. Maybe. Maybe. So uh, he says this, 
it's kind of like one of those like punch in the gut, but it is what it is. We all need that every once in a while. That's what growth happens, right? Mm -hmm. So he says, what's the one thing that I'm doing wrong that I know that I'm doing wrong that I could fix that I would fix, right? That I could fix that I would fix meditating on that long enough. You're going to get an answer, right? But you got to be quiet. You got to listen. You'll find things will show up if you sit there long enough with yourself. But I will go ahead and warn you guys right now because I've found this plenty of times with myself. If you sit there long enough, you'll get an answer, but it might not always be the answer that you're looking for. But just as Meredith said, that's where the growth is going to happen. So spend some time reflecting. Think about where you want to be in the future. We talked about growth. We've talked about New Year's resolutions, whether you believe in them or not. But if you set those goals for your future, you know the direction that you're trying to lead. So sit there and self-reflection can help you with that. All right. So just get started. So your call to action today, just do something, get rolling. If you need any help with any of that, we got your back. We're happy to help you find somebody to reflect with and give you some feedback. All right. So moving forward, if there's other topics that you guys want to hear from us, please shoot us a little message on Teams, or you can email us at easydoesitatmorshingas.com. Text us, call us, grab us in the hall. We're happy to dive in with you and hear what topics that you guys want to hear. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And if you have not already, follow us on wherever you get your podcasts. If that's Spotify or Apple or whatever other platforms we might be on, we're still new to this podcast following game. Can you tell? <laughs> Leave us a review or a rating. Uh, we're happy to have your feedback. So, But definitely follow us so you'll know when new episodes come out. And I believe... That wraps her up. Episode three in the books. Thanks for tuning in. Happy 2024 to all of our listeners. Uh, we're excited to see where the year takes all of us. Peace, love, and easy does it. Appreciate y'all.